We're going to read Parsha Zacher this Shabbos. Zacher Esh Asalacha Amalek. And we read the Haftere. For this Parsha, the Parsha that deals with Amalek. When Shaul Amalek was told by Shmuel Anavi to go and wipe out Amalek. And we know the story that Shaul went with his army and he destroyed Amalek, but not everyone. He left one person alive, and that's the king of Amalek, he had Rachmanes. He had pity on him, and he left him alive. And of course, um, Shmuel Anavi chastised Shol Amalek for not obeying God's command and leaving Agog alive. The next day, Shmuel Anavi killed Agog himself. Uh, when, but one of the things it says when you read the story in the Avtorim is that when Shaul came back from the battlefield and Shmuel Anavi went towards him Shmuel Anavi had already been told by Hashem in the Nevoah that Shaul had messed up he did not obey what Hashem told him to do he left the king alive and also he left the sheep that was supposed to kill all livestock he left the sheep alive and Hashem said already to Shmuel that you should know Shaul HaMelech will not pass on the kingship to his children. So Shmuel Navi is walking towards Shaul. Shaul is coming back from the battlefield. And Shaul, the first thing he announces to Shmuel HaNavi, Hakimoyisi is Dvar Hashem. I established and fulfilled the word of Hashem. And then Shmuel asks him, what is the sound of the sheep? And who is this guy Agag over there? He said, you fulfilled Hashem's command, but uh, what are these guys doing here? So of course he gave excuses and, and rationalizations why he didn't kill the sheep. They wanted to use for korbanis. And that's when Shmuel says to him, It's better to listen to Hashem than to offer the nicest korban. Hashem wants us to obey. Kabbalah soil. The story is that the Chidush Arim came to visit the Holy Rijener. And the Rijener <coughs> asked the Chidush Arim, he said, young man that has a reputation of being very knowledgeable, I have a question for you. Shmuel HaMelech says to Shmuel, the first words out of his mouth after coming back from the battlefield and meeting Shmuel Navi. The first thing comes out of his mouth, he's saying, I fulfilled Hashem's command. This is an outright lie. How can we understand? How can we explain this? Shola Melch was no liar. He was no evil person. In the contrary, Chazal say he was a great tzaddik. It says in the text, in the, in the parasha, in the, in, the, in the section there, it says, Shben Shol B'Malchai. Shalom Melech was one year old when he became king. Chazal say one year old, but he have a little baby with diapers sitting on a throne? Chazal, no, it's a metaphor. He was as innocent as a one-year-old child. That means he was pure of sin. I'm talking about a tzaddik. How do you explain that a tzaddik would come back from the battlefield and the first thing out of his mouth is declaring to Shmuel Navi, I did what Hashem said, when he knows clearly that he didn't. And the Chedushim said, I don't know the answer. And the Rishina 
told him the following amazing answer. You know that Agag was the ancestor of Haman. What really happened is that when Shmuel Melech did not kill, failed to kill, kill Agag, uh, Agag had another day to live because Shmuel Anovi only killed him the next day. So that night, he um, was uh, had a relationship in, with a shivcha or something and he gave birth to a child. She, she became pregnant and that's where Haman came from. In other words, it's the failure of Shola Melech to kill Agag in the battlefield and letting him live for another day until Shmuel Anavi killed him is that extra day that laid down the roots of, of the birth of, of Haman. And the whole story of Purim was, was able to happen only because of that extra night. And the whole Yontav of Purim happened only because of that extra night. As we know from Tanakh and Shmuel and Shmuel Aleph, that Shola Melech was a Navi. And he saw Benavua. There'll be this great story of Purim. He also understood that Haman is a descendant of Agag. He's a part of the nation of Amalek. He also understood that he, Shol, Ben Kish, is the ancestor of Mordechai. Mordechai ben Shimi ben Kish Ishimini. He was a descendant of Shola Melech. And he knew that it is Mordechai that will kill Agag. Mordechai, his descendant, will kill Agag. Mordechai was going to fix that which Shol failed to do. Shol failed to kill Agag. And now Mordechai will kill Haman instead. But he also knew that if he had killed Agag on the same day that he killed the rest of the Amalek, Amalekim, then there wouldn't be a story of Purim because Haman wouldn't be born. This is what he says, It's true, I failed to do exactly what Hashem said. I left Agag alive, but this was for the purpose of of substantiating and establishing the word of Hashem, that means the plan of Hashem, that way down the line, Several generations later, there will be a Mordechai and a Haman and a, and a story of Purim. And then they will come out with this great, great Yontav of Purim, which is even greater than Yom Kippur. When he said to Shmuel Navi, if I had killed Agag, we wouldn't have the whole story of Purim. We wouldn't have this great Yontav of, of Purim. I established, I made sure, I, I facilitated and enabled the Yontav of Purim from happening. Now, that's an amazing pshat. But then, if, according, to, according to this, then Shola Melech was doing it L'Shem Shemaim. What was wrong with that? He didn't do it just because he was weak and gave in to his, own, to his weaker side and felt sorry, to felt bad to kill Agog. No, this was a whole cheshben, a whole calculation. He wanted the story of Purim. He wanted God's plan to be materialized. Says the Rijana, the reason why Shola Melech was wrong, because in the process of leaving a gag alive and giving, uh, creating the possibility for Haman to be born, 
he also jeopardized the safety of the Jewish people for an entire year. For an entire year, the Jews lived in danger of Haman's uh, plan to kill them. He says, a leader never places a vision, even the most glorious vision, the most divine vision, he never places that before the safety of the people. As a leader, the safety of the people come first. Like Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu said, right? If you want to destroy the Jewish people, then destroy me too. I don't care about the greatest vision you have. You're going to make a nation out of me and it's going to be great. History is going to become glorious. No, but I want the people. And if you can't let the people live, then I, I don't want to be here. That's what a leader is. And that's why Shalom Melech lost the kingship.